I think I'm just gonna hold my mic in my hand, dude. Um, the guitar player from Bad Christian does that, and he he actually records in his van because they got rid of a their house. A lot of people do that. I wonder why. Mobile van. You can take that bitch anywhere and interview anybody. That's tight. Kind of like porn, right? Steve-O does that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why it's called Steve-O's Wild Ride. That makes Which, sense. by the way, mm-hmm. I fucking listened to a podcast he did uh, last week, mm-hmm. I think, and it was fucking Bam. He had Bam really? Margera on his podcast. Yeah, dude. Supposedly. Now, it doesn't sound like it when you listen to him talk. Supposedly, Bam has been sober now for a whole year. Well, I know he was fucking riding with Bam Margera spent an entire year in rehab. Yeah. Oh, damn. He's got Burt Kreischer on a second. But if you look at the reasons why he was in for a year, that's why it's like hard to believe that this is legit. Because like he got kicked out of one. They made him restart his 90-day stint. He ended up getting kicked out of that one. And then he ended up restarting the stint again. So... He just kept getting like in a cycle of where he had to keep doing it. I was reading an article about, uh, not reading an article, stupid. I was listening to uh, Burt Kreischer talk about um, when he was talking to Steve-O, because apparently they're good friends, um, that like Bam was going in and out and like something about that he didn't want to give his cell phone up and like that's part of the treatment or some other shit. So Yeah, no, he has to give it totally up. And now he was saying on the podcast that he has somebody that has to approve anything that goes on to Instagram. Right. And they said it's like something like a conservative ship, but a conservative ship is with money. So, oh, yeah. I can't remember what the fuck it was called. A guardianship. Yep, that's it. And like, yeah, it has to go through everything. So. All right. Start the fucking podcast. All right. So uh, this is the first episode, my man. Number one. Well, it's a technically like one and a half because our intro is named number one. Right, right. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's number one. Um, So, you know, had a good weekend. Got to uh, chill with all you guys, which was really fun. Got sunburned on just my right kneecap, which i uh, really thankful for. I'm the for. only one that didn't get sunburned. Yeah, well, I hate you. So there's that. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it was cool. Um, It's good to get out of the house since I've been kind of cooped up uh, the past month. But, uh, yeah, I did that, and then uh, got to hang out all day today and chill and got some errands done. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to do this thing, finally. Dude, so stoked. Sunday was a blast, though. I had so much fun being on a golf course again. Yeah, all I did was eat hot dogs and drive the golf cart, so <laughs> that was really nice. Um, because I golf think you sucks. down three glizzies? Three, three, thank you. Uh, it's a new course record. Um, you know, I'm very proud of it, so, you know. I'll see you guys on the PGA. <laughs> what else you been up to? Not much, man. Um, just trying to get better uh, since my little work injury jump. And, um, you know, just trying to, like, hurry up and get ready because uh, hunting season's coming up. And I'm really excited about that. And just uh, can't really do that on crutches. So uh, You also got engaged recently. I did. I did. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. We. Uh, as you know, we got engaged out in Montana, which was really cool. Um, definitely like my favorite place in the world to go. So uh, I figured it was, you know, appropriate to go out there, even though I'm on crutches and fat. So it wasn't fun <laughs> getting where I got, but hey, 
she said yes and it's all good and uh hopefully next year what's more important is she said yes knowing now that you're not forklift certified right right lost that so um keep her bud yep yeah she's good even with the horses and everything (laughs) (laughs) so uh but yeah no i've just been uh getting ready a lot of stuff throughout this time of the year to get ready with and uh you know a lot of people for some reason are getting rid of all their gear um which is pretty cool so i went and bought a dog box today as well so that was really tight um why do you think everybody's getting rid of their shit um uh, dude so we found a lot of articles uh not articles uh like little ads and stuff is it like new year's resolutions when people like are like oh my new year's resolution this year is i'm going to the gym and they go for a week and lose their membership it's like people are like oh i'm gonna be a hunter this year and then they're like nah dude and they sell all their shit it's a lot of it they have like one year without success and they're like Meh, no i'm fine i'm fine i don't want to do this but like <laughs> the guy that was selling the most had a kid and he was like yeah man i just had a kid and i was like wow that sucks so i'll give you a hundred dollars for all this and um, (laughs) he was like dude he was selling stuff dirt cheap and i was like man this really sucks for you but you know thanks and uh you know it was it was just really lucky to fall in that situation but nice yeah so uh what you been up to what you been doing just uh getting back in the groove of life man trying to feel normal um you know, all the medicine I'm taking is really starting to do me a lot of good. I feel good. I have a lot of energy and I'm just, um, which will go hand in hand with the topic that we're going to go on today is, is just trying to do something different every day, just kind of dabble in a bunch of different shit at any given time. So like, you know, getting back into driving farther distances, going back, getting on the golf course, um, getting back into being in a band again and, and just doing a million different things. Uh, just so that the schedule is always changing, you know, keeping it fresh. Right. Which is important, man. I mean, um, you know me, I've never been one to like stay cooped up with everything. Like I like chilling and playing video games just like any other uh, male in his thirties. But like when it's time to go do something in an activity outside that I'm like really stoked about, uh, you know, I think it's important that you get outside and and actually have a hobby because, you know, without a hobby, I mean, you're going to, you're really going to, start going downwards in life unfortunately yeah i mean it keeps your it keeps your head really clear and uh i mean you know me dude i used to live life on a on a schedule yeah um yeah yeah this uh, man at six o'clock in the morning after i was hanging out i was like all right man i'll see you later it's like bro we just went to sleep he's like all right i'm gonna go mow my yard later (laughs) (laughs) but now it's like i'm trying to do the opposite is just like fuck it whatever happens happens uh and somebody will hit me up be like you want to do this and i'll be like sure whatever and that is is very rewarding although it's it's pretty tiring so i i still have my reset days where i'll make my little schedule and get shit done and feel good but it, it's more so now just about whatever is whatever yeah and i mean i've definitely um you know noticed those kind of like i, I don't know the lack of better word to be like a leap of faith um it was huge for you to drive the distance to come visit me and uh you know you've really uh come into a, a whole different world with things which has been really cool to watch yeah dude it's been very rewarding so uh, i'm just gonna try and keep on keeping on with that yeah yeah but other than that man i just i'm excited football's back in um preseason just started so I'm very excited for that um you know get to watch football with my dad every weekend so bills mafia let's go how you doing? I don't um, care about football. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so yeah dude just uh watching football and 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 doing the band thing and now we're doing this podcast and getting ready for uh which i kind of wanted to do a little plug a little first little plug on the podcast is, uh, getting work. ready to go yeah getting ready to go to attitude check this weekend um you know joey yeah yeah dilworth yeah dude so he puts on this massive uh car and truck show every year called attitude check i actually performed at the very first one when i was in faction right 10 years ago dang it's been that long since he had the first one yeah we're fucking old bud yeah so it's it's like a four-day event i believe it starts on the 17th um i think this wednesday or thursday and then it goes through sunday and it's just one massive car show truck party and um they do massive things like the everybody brings like school supplies like book bags and stuff and then they give it away to uh, like schools in the county who need it and and it's it's just it's awesome so instead of uh band practice this weekend we're gonna go out and check it uh check that out and show some support for him that's sick man i know uh i know joey's definitely been grinding in the community and uh trying to make like a sixth place for people with the same interest as him and with the same interest as a lot of people down that way um that like to do that dude motherfuckers travel from all over the country to come to this show yeah dude I've been it's that up. big yeah it's it's something that like you know i see a lot about it on facebook and other social media so um yeah we'll definitely um i know it'll be close to when we release this episode but we'll uh we'll definitely plug it in our show notes make sure that everybody knows at least where to get in contact so you can figure out where to go but yeah that would be sick yeah if i can go. guarantee that the show comes out before this weekend, I will definitely plug the Facebook link into the description. Tight. Everybody go. Go support communities. Go have fun. Take your kids. Get out of the house. Go do stuff. Yeah, go the fuck outside. Yeah, plus it's like getting ready to be the best time of the year, man. It already is, dude. It's like 50-some degrees here right now. That's sick, man. I Oh, it's wonderful. I can't do summer. I hate summer. I uh, would like to, you know, jump off my roof during summertime. Because, you know, it's just awful. I, I work <laughs> I work a factory job, and it's like 112 in there, and it's just, you know, I, I can't do it. I'm fat. I can't do it. Well, that's another thing that I've noticed about being on this medicine is that I fucking love being out in the heat now. Like, I love sweating, being outside when it's, like, burning hot out. No, nah, I'm good, kid. I mean, you know, I'm <laughs> proud of you. That's uh, cool, GGs, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm Jeez. good, man. Yeah, I, once once I can wear a hoodie outside, then I'll go outside consistently every day. But until then, <laughs> well, I'm, just remember, you better fucking hit me up when it's hunting season because I did, I still want to try that, dude. We can, and we can even talk about it on here. Might even do gotcha. like a little live video once we get social media up and running. That'll be cool. It'd be something. Be something that'll be very cool to get into, man. Fucking right. Yeah, and if you really get into it, then you can be poor like me. Because I spend all I'm, my money I'm already on it. there, bud. <laughs> I'm already there. I'll have to find guys on Facebook having more kids so I could go buy their shit. Dude, it's great. It's great. You know, like life crises, kids, crises, crisis of work, whatever that is. Crises. Crises. Uh, crises. You know, when, Do you put it, is it crises? I have no idea. I, I croissant. Am, I'm, <laughs> whenever they're having a life croissant, uh, make sure, <laughs> you know, that you find these people and you're like, hey, thanks. Give me your stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, cool, man. I'm glad we're all, uh, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're able to do this. Um, we can go ahead and kind of get started on things we've been talking about for the week and for this episode, if you want to. 
Let's do it, man. All right. Well, um, so today, and it being our first episode that we really get to get into things, we both agreed that it would be good to talk about uh, men's mental health, um, seeing as there's a little uptick in you know social media in the world since uh, the dude Patty the Batty you know, used his stage accordingly in his platform to, you know, really do a short reach out to men. We figured we'd, you know, get through some facts, get through some stuff that we feel that we've seen with our friends and just really kind of dig a little bit deeper. Um, You know, disclaimer, we're not wanting to do this to take away from women's mental health. Uh, Not at all. This is... This is just because I'm not a woman and Kyle's not a woman either. And Right, we can't relate. We can only sympathize. Absolutely. And I don't want to disrespect the feelings of someone else that I can't compare my problems to. So in another episode, I'd love, 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 love for us to talk to women and get their side of their lives. Because although we coexist as people, you know, not everybody walks the same path choice words yeah 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 so um so the rule for the day yeah yeah so uh yeah yeah where do you want to start with it Besides, by the way patty the baddie mm-hmm. that dude is amazing dude he's sick i um unfortunately i didn't know much about him until barstool took over with him and uh like i saw like two videos and it was like Oh, don't mess with Patty the Batty. And I'm like, I can't understand this kid. So I'm, you know, I'm out. Um, but I've been following him for a couple months now. Right. Which you're in that, you're into that UFC stuff and like MMA. Me, I'm just, yeah. I'm watching redneck videos and eating chili. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he, he definitely did take a huge leap of faith there. And um, that was, that was sick. Apparently and unfortunately, he had. Uh, one close friend that I would assume that he trained with uh, commit suicide, which is never cool. Um, you know, we know and we have seen people within our lives commit suicide, and it's never, never something that's enjoyable to deal with. One of my best friends that I grew up with committed suicide. Right, and I'm sure, like, you can attest that, you know, it's devastating. It was like 10 days before he turned 21 years old. Right. And I mean, like, especially it, it even gets worse, not to like take away from the pain that they're feeling or anything, but it even gets worse when it's unexpected. And that, yeah. and that's the scariest thing to think about when. And that's why Patty said what he said is because there's this fucking stigma behind that we're not allowed to show it. Right. And we're I, just supposed to deal with it. Exactly. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I. You know, I do believe that there's things in this world where you do need to, you need to toughen up and get through it. Oh, a hundred percent. But you know, there is stuff when you start messing with the state of your mental health and the, and the things that you think of and the problems that are, you know, overshadowing your everyday. I mean, at some point there's stuff that you're not supposed to take care of yourself. And that's why, you know, professionals and your friends and your family are there. And, And a lot of it I do feel is that people are going to be scared of like the judgment or, or especially look weak in front of people that they care about. Well, yeah. When you grow up as a, a young man and you get told you're a pussy for having feelings, 
all you can learn to do is harbor those emotions and just bottle them down deep as you can. Absolutely. And that, and that becomes, that can even become like a generational thing. Um, there's, there's this clip that's, that's like cycles through social media that, uh, it's from some sitcom or some show, but it was like this guy that was talking about his dad was always like, you know, you need to be tough. You can't cry. You need to suck it up. And, and it got so bad to when he got to the, his father's funeral and he didn't even cry. And his father was, his I world. saw that clip. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that. I mean, that's heartbreaking, man. Like, you know, um, the but thought he said of, that's what his father would have wanted him to do. Exactly. And that, and that's insane, man. You know, I, I don't believe in having a generation of, uh, you know, weak people that identify as men. Like I, I, uh, if you identify as a man, I, you know, you need to be a man. And I truly believe that, you know, if you're going to walk the walk, you need to talk the talk. But I I don't want that stigma to continue. No. And so, like, when I started kind of doing a little bit of research on this, I wanted to go online. And the first thing that I wanted to do was just find what type of outlets are there for men to go to. Right. And... You can't find any kid. When I went online to try and just find what outlets are there, there's nothing. The only thing that exists are stat lines about what men end up evolving into when it comes to the end of dealing with how bad their mental health becomes. Yeah. And um, so I'm, you know, doing the same exact research you're doing just to get things that I want to speak about. Like, you know, I really was looking forward to plugging in some outlets that where people can talk. And I mean, you know, we I have... got one. Okay. Well, you got, I, I found one. Okay. And it, it wasn't based off of fucking stat lines and end of the rope conclusions. And this is what happens. And sorry about your bad luck. It's called uh mantherapy.org. Did you see that at all? No, not at all, dude. I'm talking like I went through like seven to 10 pages of Google Bing and and shit like that. And I was finding so much stuff that was like, (laughs) I don't even know how to put it, man. It was just like stuff that isn't even relative, man. Like if I I tried to go into my research as if someone I that actually had a suicide problem. Right. And... (sighs) donations and phone numbers man to stuff that i just i don't know i didn't i didn't see anything right off the bat that was like hey we're here to help right that's that's a big fucking issue and that only further proves that this stigma is as big as it is yeah absolutely man so what was the uh what was the one you found did you do any research on it or I was did, it? man. Okay. I, uh, top to bottom, I, I looked at this website. and it's, Again, it's called mantherapy.org. All right, well, let's um, get into and this, it this. This is a site you can go to, um, you know, if you're having issues where you don't want to get called a pussy or you don't want to get told the same thing that men get told from their fathers and their fathers told them this where it's, ah, you'll be all right, toughen up, you're a man, uh, or, or this is just how it is because you're a man. Um, you can go on this website. They even have a phone number that you can call just to talk to somebody. Right. And the coolest thing about this website is that they kind of throw in the vibe of being a, a man 
to the way that they're trying to tell you it's okay to to have these feelings and to get help for these feelings. So like um, one of the things that they did was they post quotes like all over the website, but they do it in like really manly ways. Mm -hmm. So like one of the quotes on there was like, sometimes life throws curveballs right at your manhood. (laughs) So it's kind of like, it's okay to write it, but it's like, okay to feel this way. But also we're trying to do it in a manly way. So that way you're like, ah, okay, maybe, maybe I'm comfortable talking to somebody through this outlet. Right. So, I mean, that's sick, um, especially the way that they put that. Because, you know, just like I feel like, you know, not saying my mom's depressed, but like if my mom came to me about something that I couldn't relate to and put it in her terms, there's a good chance that I'm not going to be able to help. I can be right. there. I can say things that I think would help. But, you know, it's got to be not dumbed down, but it's got to be talk to you into a way that you're going to understand that you're in a in a place that is safe for you to tell people, hey, I'm, I'm struggling. Like, I'm not making it through. Right. But it, it was just, it was really nice to see. It sucks that that was the only thing I saw, but mm-hmm. at least I saw something. Right. Like, everything else was just articles saying men kill themselves four times more than women and that men's mental health decline it only results in drugs and alcohol and other extreme addictions but nothing saying that it's okay or to get help or that all of these stigmas are bullshit and they're just so fucking played out but this site was it was really nice to see man and like i said they try to do it in like a like a manly way Right. Um, just so it feels a little more comforting and welcoming, but kind of like sad part. Yeah, yeah, the sad part was is that this is the only fucking thing I could find. Right. So, do you remember or recall where that was based out of? No, I don't. So, here's one thing that I found like super interesting. So, you know, I did tons of research. Like, I spent at least like six hours on this. Unfortunately, I don't have too too much, but. All of the things, because like I really wanted to find a charity to donate to or to get someone to donate to, uh, listeners, whatever. Um, 90%, 95% of everything I found was based in the UK. It was based in Australia. None of it. Not that I'm saying that that's a bad thing. That's good that those countries realize that there is a problem. But I'm hardly any of it was based in the U.S. I saw like a few ticks here and there of like colleges, like uh, Ohio State is one of them that has a men's mental health research foundation. Um, so it's definitely something to check out of. But like a nationally or like East Coast, West Coast, like anything as far as U.S., it's not something that I really found. It was hardly anything. So I'm wondering. <laughs> Is this something that those other countries did just to start? Was there a certain percentage in a like a test that they did or research that they did? And I'm wondering if that's the case, how many men have to have problems or how many suicide percentages and things do the CDC and all these medical foundations have to find before it becomes an actual problem to where more people are getting reached out to? And then the other thing that you got to think about is how much of these charities are just trying to get a handout. 
Absolutely, dude. I mean, you hear so, all like, the oh, time. Oh, apparently, like we see on TikTok now, there's a stigma about men's mental health. Let's create a fucking website and have people donate us money. Dude, it happens with everything. It happens with, uh, it happens with Black History Month, Gay Pride, any of those things. Corporate the places, Red Cross, every, all of it, dude. They will soon as it's that time of the month for the corporations to show out, they show out, and then they're gone. So it, it's it. I really do genuinely think it's difficult to actually find, you know, a place that cares, a place that you can donate your money to that's actually going to help someone. And this is why I can commend women more than I can men um, as a gender, and that's because women can confide in each other. Oh, absolutely! Like they actually have that ability to confide in one another and they know that it's okay to cry to their friend because their friend is going to cry with them right. and be there and check on them or like and you and i are guilty of doing this when's the last time either one of us called each other and was just like yo i got this going on honestly man it was probably like six years ago i had some stuff going on and uh you know, you were the first person I wanted to talk to, but like I felt uncomfortable. I've never like thought of talking to people in my family about it. And in even worse than that, when's the last time you talked to another man about your feelings, if you have ever done it and only gotten the response, it's going to be okay, bro. Tons every day. Every time I talk to someone minus a select few people, it's like, hey, man, just, you know, knuckle down, push through things happen for a reason. You know, um, you know, put your head forward and, you know, get to work. And you're and, lucky if you get that response out of men at the age that we're finally at. Because you're 30, right? Right. And I'm 31. And for the longest time, through our growing years, the years where our brains are developing and, and we're learning these things and they become concreted in our, in our brains, it's... The only response I'm I was used to getting at those ages was, dude, quit being such a bitch. Yep, get over it. Yeah. You know what? And uh don't get me wrong, there has been situations where, dude, you just need to get over it. Has helped. Agree. And that but, is not even close to the subject I'm trying to touch today because there are situations where that is an applicable response. Dude, come on, bro. Really? You're gonna fucking stress about something like that? Absolutely, man. And but uh, I'm I'm talking about the serious shit. And right. and I'm and I want to be open on this podcast, Luke. So I'm okay with talking about my marriage separation. I'm okay with talking about having a fucking child at the brink of COVID starting. I'm okay with talking about um what I went through at my previous job and the years it shaved off my life like I want to talk about this stuff so that way if somebody does listen to this podcast they don't go oh well they're just they're just uh giving into the stigma because like, what the fuck have they gone through I'm going right. to tell you what the fuck I've gone through and what I'm going through I want to be real Right yeah yeah well let's um let's get into that so um I know you're at your so let's get let's start with your job because you know every most every man in the world has a job Someone that, you know, has to provide. So I know you were at that job from, you know, when I still lived near you, which was almost 11 or 12 years ago. I quit 
uh, I was, I think, three or four months shy of, of 10 years. Okay. So, um, obviously, well, not obviously to the listeners, but to me, I know that was a, you know, blue collar, hands on, essentially a construction job is what es- I would essentially, put it as. Yes. So, um, you know, the, the things you went through there obviously is, you know, labor, heat and and being tired all the time i mean as soon as you started that job man it was like hey man you want to hang out nah, i gotta go to bed i'm exhausted i've been out and believe it day. or not that that's the easy shit what what i went through in that job the labor was the easy part that was the part where you actually get away from the bullshit the hard part was i was a manager um of a maintenance department for a private subdivision right i was responsible for like 200 plus acres of land and beaches and a pool and all of the IT infrastructure and and nine other employees and a fucking everything. So the hard part about that job and the reason why it took such a toll on me is because I always at any point in time had about 3000 sets of eyes on me with their fucking opinions. So nobody it, it was never a good job. It was so, always. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Um, so, like, is that how many people lived there? Thousands, bro. I mean, Jesus. you got to think there were like 1,500 homes, and you got to yeah. think there's at least two people to three people in each house. So, right. yeah, a couple thousand sets of eyes could be on you at any point in time. Anytime you go out and do a project. When the orders get handed down to you, mm-hmm. you go out and do the project. Well, now you got people bitching. Why are they even doing this project? And then you got people bitching. Well, they're doing it wrong. That's not the way it should be done. Or you got people saying, well, how much how much labor are they spending on this job? When you're responsible, because I was responsible by the time I left there, I was responsible for $2.1 million and a total of 26 employees because I ended up being the interim general manager of that entire subdivision. So um, that was like a, a budget for the whole thing that you had to oversee? I was in charge of the whole shit, dude. Um, and, and mind you, <clears throat> I did this at 25 years old. Right. Like that's, that's, a, that's a rough age, man. Yeah. I mean, and to, to take that type of responsibility on, and, and I'm not afraid to say this now that I've done it, not everybody is cut out for that shit. Oh, not no, everybody. Not. And, and, and I'm happy to say that I'm not cut out for trying to be political and because that's what you have to do when you're in that type of environment. And you have, um, essentially, you have a board of directors that are in charge of your job. And and your performance and telling you if you're doing a shit job, which nine times out of 10, at least four to five of them think you suck. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if 95% of the entire community likes you. The board members are going to have their own opinion because these people think that they have gained status somehow and they think they're important because they sit on a fucking board. But so doing it at that age, being responsible for that many moving parts it was a fucking nightmare. I, I couldn't imagine, man. Like, uh, well, and I, I know I'm not cut out for it. Like, uh, I'd be fired first week. I, uh, I don't respect people that have that, that air about them that has to stare and, and think that they're right and you're wrong. That 
that problem you have with people with the right and the wrong and no compromise, it, it makes for a piss poor outcome. Uh, every time. There is never a good outcome to that. Plus, they also aren't realizing. Now, don't get me wrong. We all have, we all have gotten angry with someone or an, a, a person, whether it's at a fast food restaurant or the doctor's office or someone. We've all gotten aggravated and fed up with people for not doing something a certain way, thinking that we can do it better. But I, I mean, they don't, they don't look at it from a standpoint of you know this person has a lot of pressure on them. This person might have had a shitty day and just forgot something. There's so much that goes on in your day that you have to think about your home life, your parents, your family, your family's family, your wife's family. It all is just on your brain. And and for people to expect the world out of you in a day is just, it's crushing, man. It's, it, in my opinion, and and it's happened to me before with my job, you know, you come home with that and and that just stacks. Your, Your day starts when you wake up and it, doesn't end when you go home and it doesn't end because you're not going to sleep you're up you're up with these problems that was that job now i'm i'm thankful for a lot of things that that job gave me and the opportunities it created and the things that i learned um that job taught me a lot of things that i can't learn anywhere else and i believe that every not not even every man, every person should go through a situation where the outcome, it, it, the information that they gather from it is what they don't want out of something. Right. It's like everybody goes through like a bad relationship and they're like, okay, well, I know not, I don't want any part of that next time. Um, I, I think that that was a good thing that I went through with this job. It was like, it taught me everything that I never want out of a boss, everything that I never want out of a work life balance. Um, and, and all of that stuff, it, it taught, it also taught, cause I made money at that job. I made great money. It also taught me not to give a fuck about money. If it means that I have to be stressed a hundred percent of the time. Right. Which that's, that's going to be, I mean, I think 90% of women and men can both agree that money is one of the biggest stressors, at least at our age. Oh, 100%. And you you go through one of those types of situations where it teaches you how to not give a fuck about it. Oh, man, it's beautiful. It's See, beautiful. You know, I honestly, I, and, and, you know, this is me being blunt. I, I can't relate to that. I... Not that I'm saying I'm struggling, but I worry about money so much. I worry about making sure that my fiance has enough going on that she's comfortable, she's taken care of. She has, you know, our house, our dogs, my friends. You know, I, I, I don't want my family to go without. It's just I'm always constantly worrying that are we going to have enough money? Uh, yeah, no, I, I get that completely. And, um, me saying that is not like Ali Rahman for the rest of my life. I don't give a fuck. fuck. That. <laughs> it's not like I love steak too much. No, it's not oh, like that. It's it's I know what I can do without and I know mm-hmm. where I need to have it at all times. I, right. I need my daughter happy. I need the roof over my head. And and honestly, I need gas and a lawnmower because that, that gives me a lot of peace. But can't, other than that, can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> It's I could give a fuck <laughs> less, bud. Right. Well, I mean, that's 
it's that's solid. I mean, um, so we'll get back more into like those things that you brought up, but I'll, you know, bounce off of what you've already said at work. Like I, uh, I've gone at work a different way, man. Like I work at a grocery store for a long time and, um, yeah, you were a missing. butcher. It was, yeah, I, I was like in the later part, but like I started when I was in high school. So it was always like super difficult to have a life outside of work, high school, and home. Um, you know, not saying that it's my f- mother's fault because my mom raised me and my sister. It was just like, you know, I didn't have time to focus on anything else. And, and you know, I would hate going to school so much because I know that everybody's going to have fun after school and I'm, I'm just going to work. And, you know, so that, that led me to start hating the thought of going to work. And, uh, that's not how I was raised. And then I, you know, quickly realized that it's, it's not, it's not doing a job. It's the job. And, you know, I got stuck at that job doing shit that I absolutely hated, man. It was a, it was a nightmare. And I've just never been able to get out of that, man. I find the nightmare in every job I've ever been at. Granted, I've only been in like four jobs, um, which I've done multiple positions at each job, but it's, it's, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's always been shut your mouth, get over whatever you're dealing with and get to work. See, and that plays into the fucking stigma of this entire episode. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, don't get me wrong. It, it, There's it, a lot of people that play that game. Men stay in a spot because they feel that that's what they're supposed to do. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go deal with your bullshit. Then I'm going to come home and take that bullshit with me. And I better make sure that I shut the fuck up because nobody's going to care what the fuck I feel anyway. Absolutely. Because that's I disgusting, think disgusting, man. It is. And, and it's sad because I, I think, uh, you know, there is a lot of impatience with men, me included, me very included. Um, we're looking for an exu- uh, a result right away. Um, you know, we want, we want to see, you know, this is my problem. I want it fixed. I want it now. And, you know, we're not going to, we, we're worried we're not going to get that result or we're going to be judged for it or, you know, they're going to be like, mm, that problem needs to be put on the back burner. So, what, you know, what's even worse than that is that we don't feel like we're a man if we don't get it immediately. Yeah. That's yeah, the you worst feel like you're part. failing. Yeah. You feel like you failed as a man. Right. And, you know, that's, that's a very tough thing to swallow because failure is always like a huge fear because you have, you know, at your old job, you had two, 3,000 eyes on you. But you condense all that to your mom and dad, your grandparents, your significant other, your significant other's father and mother. And, you know, having the thought of failing in front of all those people, I mean, it makes you want to throw up. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so it, it ties into the fear of, you know, failure. And, you know, that, that brings you to, you know, keeping it all closed up until eventually all that bottles up and you just explode. And, you know, those explosions men are filled covered. with fucking testosterone. That, that explosion usually results in, in rage, um, outbursts, or unfortunately, addictions. Which Absolutely. Unfortunately, even more are leading to 
suicide rates that are just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, man. Like, one of the suicide rates that I looked at was that four out of five suicides are by men. So that's like 78%. Yep. So there's roughly like three billion people in the world. And, you know, looking at another statistic was like people or uh, men specifically with like poor health and uh, poor mental health make up like 13% roughly in the world. And that still brings you to almost 500 million. So that's 13% of the world. Yeah, and to even even make a, a a bigger number on a smaller scale, because I have that same stat line: seventy eight percent of of suicides are men. Um, right. it, I, I believe the number was forty some. I think it was closer to forty five thousand men kill themselves every year because of bad mental health. Absolutely, man, and that ties in from bad mental health from their jobs, their home life, the military. It ties into jobs. It ties into so much stuff that is making these men kill themselves. And, and it the seems worst like part there's is no stop. They, they don't feel like they're supposed to be able to talk to anybody about it because men aren't supposed to have feelings. Absolutely, man. And I mean, you know, I, it saddens me that there's nowhere for them to release that. And, you know, it, it sucks. Me and you have had a long enough time in our friendship that we feel comfortable like, hey, this is this is getting to me and this is why. And I have gone in my relationship with my fiance long enough to where, you know, this is getting to me, this is hurting me, this is bothering me, and this is why. But to be honest with you, it still builds up sometimes, man. 100%. I just, it's natural. I just feel like no one cares. Like, who's going to give a fuck? Who's going to come help me? And in reality, like I know, like I have friends and family that'll take care of me with whatever I need, but you know, I just, it just burned into my brain. Like who fucking cares, man? Get over it. Everybody else down the street is taking care of their shit. They're fine. Their yards mowed, their bills are paid. You know, their house looks nice, but you know, yours looks like shit. Get to work. That's the, that's the biggest reason why I've started changing my life and doing something different every day is because I feel like as a man, I'm, I'm not allowed to talk about it or, or I shouldn't talk about it or, or I'm a bitch if I do talk about it. So I try and find reward in these activities that I'm doing. Like, oh, I'm, I'm in the band and we're having band practice, man, that was fun as hell. I'm going to go to sleep in a good mood and, and things like that. And it, and it kind of blocks out the bullshit of everything else. And that that's kind of the way like I deal with the problems. It's like, okay, I don't have anybody to talk to, which is bullshit. Um, because I mean, every time you and I, perfect example, which everybody should have a fucking Luke in their life. Anytime <laughs> that I call you or you call me and it's not like, it's a random phone call. We don't say what's up or what do you need? It's, are you good? What's wrong? Yeah. Yep. Whenever the fucking call is random, that's the first words that come out of the other person's mouth. Yo, are you good? You need some? Yep. Yeah, and that's and that's that really needs to be where your friends need to search themselves. And if are you don't you got being them, that person, hit us the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, you know, uh, eventually what we want out of this podcast is a good community, Discord, 
Twitter, all that stuff that we can be like a positive influence. Not saying that our whole podcast is built around men's mental health. Not at but, all. But you know, we just wanted this to be a good first episode. Right. Uh, this is what we are creating we that foundation on. Exactly. That um, we give a fuck. Absolutely, bro. And I mean, you know, it it it's like a call to other men, like, you know, everybody's pretty much got the same shit going on. And you need to be there for one another. So when I got to thinking of uh, places to donate, you know, like I challenge those people, take that money you're going to donate, put it in your fucking gas tank, and go see your friends. Go 100%, bro. I love that. Take them out to fucking dinner, man. Go talk to someone. Take them away from their fucking lives. What a lot it. of men don't realize, which they can, they can hear this and think, them, think it themselves, and they'll be like, yeah, he's right. Your buddy hits you up, and and he actually has the nuts to hit you up and say, man, I'm not doing good. You go drive there and just sit next to him. That does wonders, bro. Like, it does hop in the cars. Go for a drive. Go pick him up. Yes. You have to realize getting that person out of that. That situation might be so overbearing at the time, but think about the... It's... I can... I feel like I can feel it more than you because you're... A lot more even. I'm willing to admit you're way more even killed than me, but there's times where I'm so fucking mad I can barely breathe. But an hour later, I'm comfortable. I, yep. I have slowed down. I've thought about it. Man, I I understand that in the world it's hard to get to people sometimes. We're all busy. You know, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning to get to my job and I work 12 hours. It's difficult sometimes, but at the very minimum, you need to make a commitment to be on that phone. You uh, you possibly have the ability to stop someone from doing some stupid shit, a person that you care about. And, and is your extra 30 minutes of sleep worth losing your best friend? Yep. Or, or, or a family member, an uncle that you care about more than anyone else in this world. Is your extra 30 minutes worth it? Get you a fucking Luke or get you a trout. And if you can have both of them, good on you. I, I, I go to fucking Front Royal two weekends ago to visit with Luke and we were going to have fucking steak for breakfast. And uh, trout is Luke's friend and, and he's been playing video games. I feel like him and I are, are just as good of friends as Luke and I now because of, of just how cool of a guy he is. And so we're like, yeah, tell, tell Trout to come. And this motherfucker, <laughs> he shows up with fucking gifts for everybody. <laughs> he, he literally goes out of his fucking way to go to the fucking grocery store and buys me two fucking boxes of cheese it Grooves and a box <laughs> of Cosmic Brownies. And what did he get you? He got me, uh, he got me Dr. Pepper, the cream soda Dr. Pepper. And Swiss rolls. And didn't he buy and, your dog Scooby snacks? Yes. Like, yes, dude, Trout's a G. Uh, like, that is just a good no. guy to have around. So, like, and, and if you feel like nobody's there like that, again, hit us up. Because, again, the only thing I could fucking find where somebody was like, men's mental health problems do exist. Let us talk to you and let us help you feel like you're not alone is mantherapy.org. I don't even know these guys. I'm not trying to plug them. But Jesus Christ, they're the only fucking thing out there. It is, man. And, and I've never had to call the suicide hotline. Um, I know 
Logic made his song about it in that, you know, I heard and read that that did a lot. Um, and I genuinely do think Logic had a good heart behind that. I don't, I don't want to believe that that was a, like a, trying to think of the word. I don't think that was like something he did for clout or to just get a good song personally. No, no, not at all. No, it, if you if you look into him at all, you would see that it's not it's not clout, right? So I mean, you know, you have that number. That number's there. It's always there, um, which we'll be plugging it in because they did get a new number. Uh, that'll definitely be in our show notes, and we can talk about that more later. But um, so we definitely touched on work. Uh, work's definitely something that can really grind the typical male down. And I'm not just talking about blue collar work because that is a lot of what takes up the workforce. But, you know, we have a a very good friend and who I call my older brother who has worked in a retail job that wore him down to a point that I'd never had seen him before. Um, It was very scary to me because it's just like, man, this this person isn't acting the same. Something you can tell something's different and uh, it's hurtful. And that person had to vent to me and Kyle all the time, but you know what? We were there for him. And, you know, it's depressing that, you know, all these different jobs are going to affect people so negatively. It's so hard to find a positive in your job, unless you're, like in a band or working for yourself, essentially. And it's just, it's horrible, man. And that's why I realized it was a problem, but I also realized that, you know, I didn't go to college. I sowed my oats at a very young age when people are supposed to go to college or, or learn a trade or things like that. I decided to sell my oats. I wanted memories. Um, and, and I do not regret that at all. Um, the things that I did as a fucking 16 year old tour in the country. But once I knew that it was an issue, like an issue that needed to change or I, it was going to end my life, I started to go after what I really wanted uh, as far as a job in IT. And it took years, brother, because anytime anybody got my application, they just laughed at it. But I kept working. And I kept working and I kept getting laughed at until finally somebody gave me a shot and I lit a fire up under their ass. And, and, and it's, it's the, that's the hardest part about this whole thing is still trying to work towards something when you know you're only waking up to get your fucking ass kicked every morning. Right. And it also helps that you're passionate about it, man. I mean, I know that not everybody's going to be able to get into the field that they're passionate about. I want to work on motorcycles every day, but you know what? I'm a little too far behind. I didn't go to school. Do I have the ability to probably do it? Yeah, but I'm already too comfortable in life. But, you know, I've also grinded at my job to get into an area that I love being in. And I don't come home pissed off still. And so I think it's important to try and find that median balance. You know, I didn't go to college and I don't qualify to do the job that I want. Well, is there an opportunity at me somewhere that I maybe not my favorite thing to do, 
but it's somewhere that the environment is non-toxic and the job gives you a rewarding sense of accomplishment that you can come home with that job still at work. 100%. And it's so rewarding, man. When you when you can find an outlet where you have that work-life balance. I took a $20,000 pay cut to go into right. the field that I've always wanted to be in. And it was the best decision I ever made. And it also, it, it wouldn't have happened if I cared that much about money. And having the money made me realize how much I really don't give a shit about it if that's what it comes with. Right. And I mean, it also needs to be said that as friends, as not me and you, but as a friend to someone who is struggling, you need to be the driving force of their positivity to get them to the spot where they feel comfortable making that leap. Just like, you know, my our friend that worked retail, he now has a new job that he loves. He's all about, and he burned our phone up about it. And we were like, dude, this is this is the best thing that you can do. I mean, you are so miserable at this job. Leap at this other one. And if that one fails, we'll talk about it again. We'll go back to the drawing board. We need to get you to a place that you're happy. It feels nice having our friend back. It does, man. It's it's very nice. And, uh, you know, I... Uh, it's It's difficult, man. Those leaps of faith are something that you really have to rely on your friend on. So, I mean, I think coming with mental health and men's mental health, I think making sure that you're a good friend and a good lifeline is as important as someone speaking up about their mental health. Absolutely. And I mean, there's, there are people talking about it. Um, the bad thing is, is, there is absolutely the bad thing is that you have to search really hard for it. Um, right. I did find this, this one TikTok though, and it was probably the best way you could ever sum up how bad this stigma is with men's mental health. Is this guy, he's, you know, going on a rant about, uh, you know, a guy says how he feels and he just goes, I'm all right. And it, it, we it, like in the TikTok, he says, you know, we just say we're doing all right because nobody fucking cares anyway. So why wouldn't we right. say that? And then he says, but you know what, brother? And this is the part that it was kind of a tearjerker at when he said that it gave me chills. He was like, you know what, brother? I feel you because I'm all right, too. Yep. So, to, so <clears throat> and that, uh, yeah, dude. So anybody out there, bro, I'm all right too. Yeah, no doubt, man. And, and that's that's <laughs> that's that's the best way I could sum that up. Yeah. So I mean, like, in, in this time, this day and age, it is really difficult because, and we can get into your daughter being born because that's you know that's. That's some sick shit, man. It's uh, it's awesome to be a father. I can, I can only imagine from the things you talk to me about. But so, obviously, COVID was a huge problem in our world. Everybody knows it. We're like creeping up on year three of dealing with it and dealing with the problems of it. But you know, that is when people really started to shine a light. I think on mental healthness, healthness, health across the board um so you know i really like to touch into that as well while we're talking about the birth about what it was like having a kid in the in the brink of covid 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get into that because I mean, there is people out there that are going to be able to relate and you know, I, that was a really stressful time and I'm sure people still have problems with it. Uh, this shit is going to last forever, kid. Uh the effect that this has had on people is going to last forever. Um I mean, we can even go into women and and children now. Suicide rates when COVID really, when, when, when everybody was forced to go into lockdown, um, mm-hmm. I mean, suicide rates went through the roof, dude, because they wanted to close everything down except the fucking alcohol stores. Exactly. They didn't man. shut Which down the ABC just, stores. Nope. And it was so easy to fucking do all of that. And people, you know, I truly do believe there is a difference than talking to someone via like Skype or, or Zoom or whatever and getting to see that person in, in person. Hundred percent dude. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um you know, there is there's been times when I was younger, man, that I was like, if I could just get through these next couple days, I'm I'm off work. I'm gonna go hang out with my boys and things are gonna be okay. And you know, I am like struggling. I am fucking drowning in problems. But if I could just go see my boys who I can call anytime, but if I could go see them face to face and just get some shit off my chest and know that they're there with me, that's going to make life a thousand times better. And that I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. You go to your fucking buddy's house and you just sit there while they say what they want to say. Even if they don't say anything, they're going to feel better. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think that's really important. But uh, so... When uh when was Matt uh your daughter born? So COVID, the lockdowns really started um February of twenty twenty. Right. Started hearing about COVID uh into December. Yes. So that's when shit was fully locked down, everybody was in a mask, everybody was scared to leave their house, nobody knew how much truth was to this. Um and Madeline was born in April of 2020. So two months after these lockdowns started. Right. And I mean, that's when shit was like very peak heightened, scared, uh, unsureness and things like that. So um, what was the hospital like? It was a fucking nightmare. And I wish this... I don't even wish this on my worst enemy, dude. If I had one, I wouldn't wish this on them. Um, men were being told that they weren't even going to be allowed in the delivery room, and I so and, it would ju- it would just be mom. Then. Yes. Okay. And and I told my wife, I said, look, if they try to tell me that I'm not going to be in that room to watch my daughter come into this world, then after you have her you're going to fucking have to come bail me out of jail because somebody's getting knocked the fuck out. Right. And I mean, I'm sure that that is devastating to you as a first-time father. Oh, it gets much um, worse, kid. That's that's the tip of it. That's not even the tip of it. So she goes into labor. Uh, luckily, I'm very luckily allowed into the delivery room. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, she goes into labor. Madeline had I can't even put words in to describe how traumatic her birth was um, because of the complications. Wasn't any complications on my wife's part. 
It was the amount of complications that the doctors created <clears throat> with uh, <laughs> her doctor, unfortunately, couldn't be in there. Um, so, so, so how does that work? If we could stop there real quick, cause I'm not a father. So what do you mean by her doctor? Was she appointed someone when she got there or is this someone she had been dealing with? So she had a doctor that she trusted very much, um, that she saw okay. for all the checkups, blah, blah, blah. Right. We get to the day of, um, and unfortunately <laughs> her doctor is doing a C-section in a different room. So she was gotcha. unavailable. So because of that. Uh, my wife had a doctor here. Oh, well, uh, the, the baby's turn like a quarter. So, uh, we need this other doctor to come in. And then we got this other fucking chick coming in saying, well, you need to get on all fours, which I didn't mind, but <laughs> so <laughs> she's like doing all these yoga poses and, and all this other shit. Mind you, she's got an epidural in her spine, so she doesn't even know what the fuck is going on. And she was in labor, like uh, I'm talking delivery labor. I'm not talking water breaking uh, contraction. Like the start of it, essentially. Right. She was. We in, need to start she was in the pushing. Shit. Gotcha. An hour. She was doing that for a fucking hour. That's tough. Now man. I will, women are strong. Uh, I, I will always <laughs> say that women are a million times stronger than men. Would I say that the day before my daughter was born? No. I would say, if, oh, no, right. men are definitely tougher. Fuck that. When you Wrong. see what a woman has to go through to bring a child into this planet, fuck anything you thought about men being stronger than women. The majority <laughs> of us may be able to lift more weight, but we, <laughs> until you see that with your own eyes, Jesus Christ. So, mind you, this is all going on. Uh, she is completely out of it. She has no idea what's going on because of the drug or the epidural, which mm -hmm. she didn't even want to get. Um, so finally Madeline is born. And, uh, so, you know, we go into the recovery, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not allowed to leave the property. Mind you, I'm a smoker. Um, you're not allowed to smoke. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to smoke on hospital property anyway. And now right. we're in the midst of lockdowns where they say, as soon as you come here, you cannot leave. You are, it's like you're on lockdown in this hospital. So I had to keep making them think, oh shit, I forgot this in the car. And I, I'd have to go hide out in a stairwell in the parking garage to be able to try and puff down three cigarettes in a matter of like five minutes. And it was horrible, dude. And the, and, the, and the newborn baby just got brought into our lives. We don't know what the fuck to do because we've never been parents. So Madeline, unfortunately, uh, had to go into the NICU. She was in there for five mm -hmm. days. Now, our hospital stay ended after three of those days. Uh, they kicked us out because they needed the room for other parents. Um, who were having so Madeline's still there, correct? Now, in a normal situation, uh, her and I would just go be in the NICU with Madeline as well. Unfortunately, because of COVID, only one parent per day was allowed to be with Madeline at all. So, if, if she went in, she couldn't come out, and if she did come out, that was the end of the visit. I couldn't go in. Uh, and if I did go in, that means she couldn't go in, vice versa. 
Now that's insane. Man. This is this is where it gets in, in that gray area of this mental health thing because it's like, as a man, I am not going to tell the woman that just birthed my daughter that she cannot go and be with her after, right. especially after how traumatic the birth of this child was. I mean, you can't, you, you just can't tell. A woman. So as a man, I feel the need to suck it the fuck up and be there for her and just let her go in and, and, and I'll get all the visit time I can over FaceTime and through pictures. My, and and right. to go back to the delivery, my parents and her mom had to watch our daughter be born on FaceTime. I had two cell phones in my fucking hands while I'm trying to watch the birth of my own daughter so I could make sure that they're watching the birth of her as well. Right. And I'm also trying not to pass the fuck out. <laughs> so is it typical for the family to be in there? Or is it I just believe the rule of thumb is mommy and daddy or mom and dad, whatever. And, and uh, I, I think you get like one more, maybe two more. Kind of like a, 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 like a mother. Yeah, mother. like you get the dad plus one or some shit. Okay. Um, but definitely not during COVID. No. Like I said, there were many hospitals that weren't even allowing the father to be a part of it. Jesus, man. It, it was rough. I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I feel like I'd be devastated knowing that uh, I don't go get to see something I created after what it's nine months. Somebody right? would have died, kid. There would have been a child born and a funeral the next day. Because like I said, if they wouldn't have let me in there, somebody would have had to bail me the fuck out of jail. And that's tough. Man. Oh, it was horrible, dude. And, and I can see, um, you know, not that I can relate, but I can see how, you know, that could you imagine the fathers that didn't get to see their kids be born? I don't even want to imagine. And I mean, how like I could see how someone would actually feel like guilt from that. Uh, you know, like, did I do everything I could have to seen my kid being born? Right. And then you have to live with that for X amount of time. And this is the part where I'm going to talk shit about, man. You got all of these fucking guys that want to play the role, but when it's time to be a father, they don't want to fucking show up. And then you got guys like me who want to be the, who their only goal the day that that child is born for the rest of their life is to be the best father they could possibly be. And now there's stipulations that could possibly not even allow them to see the birth of that child. Yep. It, 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 I don't wish it on anybody, Luke. Yep. And I mean, I, I, can't, I cannot relate to that at all. I have nothing to compare to that. But I hope you I can, can never relate. Yeah. Me too, man. I mean, and, you know, I feel bad for all the fathers that had to go through that. That's, that's really tough. And um, I can see how a lot of problems can stem from that, you know. And uh, with COVID being too, going back to that, a lot of people also, you know, had the worrisomes of, which I'm sure you had worrisomes of like medical bills, jobs, you know, am I even going to be able to pay for this? Are we going to lose everything? Yeah, because mind you, I was still at the other job when this happened. Right. And I mean, another thing, dude is these corporations and these jobs don't give a fuck about you having a kid anymore. Fuck no. Especially when it comes to men. I mean, they're, the rules on this shit are shit alone for women. 
Oh, you get like a couple months pater- or maternity leave, and, depending and on you don't who, even man. get the, you don't even get paid for it. Nope. My Fathers job get even less. My job just released for is is my company's been in business for a long time, but like my plant has is like forty two years old, forty one something, and as far as I'm aware, we just got maternity leave for fathers and it ends up being roughly around like three weeks you could if you play your cards right you could probably get like three to a month three weeks and i to guarantee a month. it's unpaid no it's paid i will say really that, yeah it is paid Half because to your fucking company then but it works out because of our days off and i work swing shift but a lot of these places man could you imagine being a woman and being told a human being that you just birthed, you only get to be around it 24 hours a day for two weeks. And we and need you see, back at work. I think that's where a lot of the stigma of women's mental health comes in is when childbirth happens. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that that's, that's devastating. Why I would love to have a woman guest on this show eventually to talk us through that if they're willing yeah, to. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I would love to discuss moms women that aren't moms that have dealt with traumatic shit that us as men will never fucking deal with and we can never relate but we can learn i think it's important as i think understanding your own mental health comes with understanding others mental health absolutely and and learning through you know you're never going to experience this but you can try your best to relate it to something you're going through not making it about you, but relate it to your going through and try and just be the best person you can to that person that is struggling with those problems. And and honestly, I wish men would not do that. I wish, and I think men don't do it on purpose, but I wish men would stop being like, oh yeah, I know how you feel, bro. I'm going through this with this and blah, blah, blah. I wish, I wish guys would just shut the fuck up. Just listen, and listen to that per- bro, yeah, and just listen. fucking listen, man. Let your boy know that he's going to be able to voice every feeling that he has without you saying shit about it or trying to relate it to something that has nothing to do with what he's going through. Just shut the Absolutely. fuck up. Absolutely. Because then the conversation goes into something completely different. Your shit gets shadowed. And then again, you feel like you're not being listened to. And it's that's- like, oh, cool, but listen to this. <laughs> And men are fucking idiots about that because we, yep. one thing we are not good at is listening. Women nope. say that about us, and I'm not afraid to say it about us either. We suck at listening. Yep. My mama will tell you, I don't listen, son. Ain't oh, listened since 92. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's, it, just... it's, it's important to listen. And I think, you know, I'm not saying this to call people out. I'm saying it to that we need to do better. A hundred percent. We need to do better in the sense of we are, you know, being an open ear. I really do understand um, if you have, if I do agree, if you have something comparable to what someone's going through and you can relate to that in a sense of caring and not telling some long ass fucking story and getting their mind off shit, like, hey man, I had this go through and this is how I dealt with it. Let's try that out if you're willing. Yeah. But also, I do believe that these people need to, you need to be the voice of reason that gets these people to professional health. Me and you can talk until we're blue in the fucking face being there for someone, but that's only the first step. 
If you have a legitimate problem, I do think you need to find a professional that fits you because I know for a fact not every professional is a therapist that you need to be seeing. I, you know, I know someone that has seen five therapists now and three of them didn't even want to talk to them. Things were so bad in their life. I I literally been to less than a handful, but a decent number of therapists and I felt like I was talking to a brick wall. Right, because that's just their job, not their passion. Right. Find a bud and just to the buds that they find, shut the fuck up. Just yeah. stop trying to relate it to something else. Just listen. This is a, the biggest problem with this whole thing is that men feel that no one gives a fuck about their issues. And, and because of that, it's only a matter of time before they, they start to not care about themselves. And that's when yep. it gets dangerous, man. That's when lives end. That's when these fucking stat lines start growing even higher. That's when these. Uh, that's when that rage kicks in, and we keep putting fuel into a fucking gas tank that stays on E. Yep. So, to 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 end it and sum it up, I'm all right too, brother. That's right, man. And uh, you know there is. Um, there's like, I don't know, there's, there's points that you have to realize also, I think that where your health is declining, um, and a lot of it can also be from like your past problems. And that's where like, I want people to start looking into therapy more is because your past problems is stuff that is burned into your brain and no one was there to help you with it. No one was there to give a fuck about it. And you need to get that shit off your chest or it is going to eat at you. And, and men need to realize that therapy doesn't mean going to a therapist all the time. Sometimes Absolutely. that means go and do something. Go the fuck outside. Go take a walk. Go, nope. go pick up a hobby. Go try something. It costs zero dollars if money's an issue. It costs zero dollars to take a walk. Right. And there's plenty of podcasts that have always touched on mental health um, that, that say like the world would be a better place if we got outside and walked or exercised. And like, I truly believe in that. Don't get me wrong. Like I ain't going out there and lifting weights or taking a run or anything, but like, you know, I go outside, I smell the fresh air, I fucking get out, man. Go do something, please. Yeah, cut your fucking grass. Please, at the very minimum, man, find time to do that shit. I'm talking about you, kid. Cut your fucking grass. <laughs> nah, fuck that, dog. I can't walk, okay? But, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, I think we really touched on a lot of good stuff, um, but, like, and I think, you honestly, know? there's enough to still touch on where later on in this podcast, we can do a part two to this. We really can, man, because, you know, it can really get down to the nitty gritty of problems that happened in your family. Uh, things that with your friends, you've chosen the wrong friends, but you're scared and too fucking depressed to go talk to anybody else. So you deal with a bunch of toxic ass people, past relationships. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and um, it's on both sides of the fence on whether you're man or woman. I mean, everybody is dealing with a huge problem, and it needs to be talked about. Absolutely. So um, we're going to 
plug a few things in the show notes. Um, I'm a firm believer in better help. Uh, even though they're not person to person, uh, it is really good for talking, you know, to someone right away. And a lot of, a lot of reputable podcasts and other people have talked good about that. So we're going to plug that in. We'll also plug in the suicide hotline, um, to touch on that for a little bit. The number changed. It is now 988, and that will get you directly to their line. It's no longer the Logic song title. Um, but I, I've done some research on it, and you know, it is a possibility that uh, authorities or cops or stuff like that in that nature will be called. Uh, but it should I've only be other in the sense of. If they feel that you really intend to harm yourself, though, right? Uh, that seems to be what I've read up on. And sometimes I've seen whether it's consent or not. Okay. I read an article that kind of stuck with me that was a little upsetting that I was nervous about. Uh, but I couldn't find the actual source. So I don't know if it's real or not. But it was talking about someone that called um, about hurting themselves. And the cops were called immediately. And that they were called to an old address that they found through the DMV that ended up being the person's mother and things. It made for a really tough situation. Oof. So, you know, I, I think it was a long time ago, but you know, that line is always there. And I think that's more of like last resort type things from everything I've read and the reviews and uh, the testimonies from that hotline. They've said things along the line of, you know, they don't start the conversation off with, what's your name? What can I do for you? Why are you feeling this way? It is all trained professionals. These people have to go through extensive training in order to correctly help someone who is suicidal. Someone who has gotten to that point in their life where they feel like they have nothing and no one to go to. And I, I truly think it's a great help uh, to have that option available. And I really do hope that people who are past the point of seeking out help from a therapist or a friend, or they don't want to get in a men's group or something like that, have that line as a last resort and they don't just disconnect the phone and fade out. Well said, man. Yeah. So, um, again, this is rule number seven podcast. I really appreciate everybody checking us out. Uh, I hope we can you know, take off with this. I hope everybody enjoys listening to us chat. And again, it's not always going to be super serious. This was just something that was kind of weighing on our minds and something we wanted to talk about. But, you know, we, we have tons of topics. And like I said before, me and Kyle have been friends for a long time. So it's, it's not always going to be just a serious topic and then a goodbye. It's, we're going to be talking about tons of everything current problems, current issues, current things that are going on that are good, things that are going on in our lives. Hopefully one day we can get to the point where we have guests. And, you know, I hope you guys are along with us for the journey. Yeah, man. And um, I know we talked about, uh, you know, if we do get a following, plug in charities and things that we could have people donate to, like choosing a charity right. every episode or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, I kind of had a different idea, man, because after doing this research with men's mental health and, and realizing how fucking sus all these charities are, and it's not just with 
mental health. I mean, you touched on a plethora of shit earlier. Where it's just you, you, you don't know who you're giving your money to, and you don't know who right. they're giving your money to. So what I was thinking is, what if we picked MCs that are that are veterans and and, and do shit for veterans? Or what about the MCs that will uh, be there for women and children in? abusive relationships and, and guide them to where they need to go and be there for them or stake out of their fucking house or yeah or we know of I mean, a, a, a little league group in the county uh, a baseball little league or something and they need uniforms i think that would be a better way to plug donations if we can luckily get to that point in this podcast yeah i mean i totally agree i know that there is um there is like a lot of MCs that one being like Baco, the bikers against child abuse. I know that they're like real fucking deal people that help out women and children, especially children. Obviously it's in their name. Um, and also people with veterans and stuff like that. There is an unreal amount of people that help out people. Uh, we have someone that I know that is in a firefighters motorcycle club that also deals with veteran suicide, the 22 a day thing. Um, so, I mean, and, and there is always something to be done in someone's community. Always. Whether it is, like you said, a baseball, little league, football, soccer, softball, anything, cheerleading, whatever. There's always someone there that needs something. And there's also food pantries. There is homeless shelters. There is tons of stuff in and out of not only mine and your community, but people that just genuinely need help. So I think it would be wise for me and you to do our research in communities and, you know, if and when, and hopefully we get these followings and we can have people reach out to us that, hey, my community needs this and it is struggling. We need this place built. We need this for the school. You know, we are underfunded, underpaid, and we need help. You know, hopefully we're able to at least provide a voice and a means to get that help. That's what I'm hoping for most out of this podcast, um, because I'm already getting the reward of shooting the shit with my best bud for shit. We're going on an hour and a half. Um, so, Absolutely, man. The, uh, you know, anything that comes out on top of that, I would hope that it would be if we do gain a following that we could help organizations like that absolutely man because in the grand scheme of things you know life is tough we all know life is tough but we're here to help other people man i mean the the not so much the reward but the the feeling you get from being able to genuinely make someone else's day is so important and the fact that you're putting someone in the right foot forward or an organization or whatever in the right foot forward. It's just, it's good. It's, it's good to do good. hundred percent, man. So sick. I mean, uh, is there anything else? We good. Or is that our first episode? I, I, I think that's it. And I think it's a fucking banger. I, I agree, man. I hope, uh, I hope everyone that listens to Susan enjoys it. And, uh, I guess we will see you next week with another episode. All right, man, later. Later.